I keep coming back to this word mechanically, just mechanically, how is Bitcoin replacing fiat? We already have transitional checking accounts, transitional savings accounts, transitional investing retirement accounts. And that, that's today in 2021, heading into 2022. Yes, we're early, but yes, things are happening very fast. And I don't want people to be complacent. I want people to just be very excited about the moment and realizing kind of the gravity of um, just Bitcoin taking over. First off, cheers, dude. Cheers. cheers. Good to see you, man. Dude, George McHale. Oh, yeah. Cheers. In our natural habitat, at a bar, talking about Bitcoin. I feel like we've done this before. As you should be. Yes. <laughs> many times. Many times, which we'll get to. But before we hit record, you were telling me, um, you're, yeah, you just left your day job. Yes. So let's start exactly on that. So I just took a position with BTC Inc., which is okay. the company that runs Bitcoin Magazine and the Bitcoin Conference. Yeah. As a director of marketing for the conference. So Perfect. gearing up for uh, Miami in April. Miami in April. Yep. See you all there. Definitely come. Um, so you have been a mortgage broker for a lot of your life. Yeah. What I want to talk about about that is this like Bitcoin mortgage like idea. Yep. Mechanically, are we going to beat the final boss, George McKenna? So I think credit really is like the, the mechanical part of the, the mortgage concept because it really comes down to risk assessment, right? So we live in a world where your FICO score, like it or not, matters, right? And I think that the key thing with the with a mortgage product around Bitcoin is to eliminate that aspect of it. Because what we need to do, I think in order to move the ball forward, is empower Bitcoiners who have all this wealth stored in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm to acquire real estate. Yes. Right now, if you're a Bitcoiner and you're just you're sitting on a bunch of coins and let's say like you're this early retiree OG status mm -hmm. Bitcoiner, mm -hmm. you don't have actually a credit profile, traditional credit profile in most cases where you can go to a bank uh, or a mortgage lender yep. and get a get approved for a loan yep. relative to your wealth. You can probably get some mortgage, but like most traditional banks don't even look at Bitcoin as an, as an asset on your balance sheet. Yep. So I think that the key thing and, and the kind of the phrase I've been using is uh, Bitcoin is your credit worthiness, mm -hmm. right? Not your FICO score. It's like the fact, are you willing to put Bitcoin up as collateral? Cool. You can have as much fiat as you want for all, for all I care. Like, I think, I know, like there's, there's solutions already that are lending against Bitcoin. I get that. Um, but I think real estate is a is a different um, thing to try to, to solve because frankly, there's just so many regulations around it. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to create a product that someone is willing to basically cross collateralize a, a piece of real estate with Bitcoin so that if you default, you're, you're basically putting both up as collateral. Yep. Uh, but it very much serves as a way to transition into this new reality where we no longer have to rely on FICO. Your FICO yep. score doesn't matter. Yep. Because it's the, the proof of work is in the fact that you have Bitcoin, right? Yes. And that's more valuable to me than looking at your W-2. What does your W-2 show me? What is your, your pay stub doesn't even really tell me your future potential of, of uh, paying on time. Right. That's an old antiquated way of thinking about things. Right. Whereas now, if you hold Bitcoin, if you're a Bitcoiner, that tells me basically, as a, as a creditor, I would yep. say, it tells me all I need to know yep. about your credit worthiness. So I think from a, I don't know if that like sort of addresses the mechanical aspect of it, but that's kind of where my head goes. So again, is there enough happening around this? I think that in, in a lot of ways, the way I see the mortgage sort of product evolving is it's a way to allow Bitcoiners to actually put their Bitcoin to use without spending it. 
So it kind of it kind of hits on both of these it's a transitionary targets. tool. Exactly. Tra there's not enough conversations around this. There's not enough movement around this. Again, there's lending products, but the real estate market is is um, again heavily regulated, and it kind of you start running into a lot of different issues. I think one of the main things is um, eliminating sort of the the home lending sort of regulatory framework mm -hmm. because it's just way too cumbersome. Yep. And again, you fall into all of the old paradigms of all right, what's your FICO score? Yep. And I need to establish an ability to repay and all that kind of stuff, which like, it's all just garbage. It doesn't yep. actually protect a consumer, which yep. is what it's allegedly designed to do. What we need is a, is a program that's specifically targeted at Bitcoiners, because yep. in my, like, part of my, my thesis is that as number go up, the first uh, major purchase that Bitcoiners are gonna wanna make is real estate. When number right. go up, I'm looking at Zillow, right? Like, right. So we need to be able to facilitate that. Like I yep. actually don't even care about creating a mortgage product for normies, yep. though I think that the existence of a Bitcoin mortgage product will actually onboard normies to Bitcoin. So like in lending, one of the hardest uh, financial profiles to lend to are uh, uh, self-employed people, yep. people who have their own businesses yep. because they can't cleanly document a ste steady source of income and because they're actually incentivized to report as little income as possible in their yep. tax returns yep. so they kind of shoot themselves in the yep. foot yep. when it goes to lending right and so um the same is true of anybody who is not w2 employed is it's really hard to establish a proof of here's how much money i make therefore here's what i can afford yep. so when bitcoin becomes your credit worthiness the entire game changes and that's the other thing too right now is it's like why is it that you can uh, qualify to rent a house where your monthly payment's gonna be $3,000 a month, but you can't take that same financial profile and go get a mortgage, a mortgage where your payment's gonna be $3,000 a month. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. So there's no sense of fairness or consistency or anything like that with the current model. Whereas with Bitcoin, it's just very, very simple. Yep. Put up your Bitcoin and I'll give you a percentage. Of so I have a Roth IRA, smash a bunch of sats into it. I turned 59 and a half, 30 years from now. I want to buy a house with those, with those Roth IRA sats withdrawn in kind. I'm in the clear because it was in a Roth that entire time. I now want to buy a house with that Bitcoin. So that no penalty on that. What happens? I go out and I hire a realtor that kind of understands, you know, with me yep. philosophically. And we find a private person yep. and I say, hey, this is the currency I'm going to pay you in. Do you accept that part of the contract? So obviously the seller needs to want to accept Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. That's the first, that's yep. the first hurdle. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't know much about the sort of the, the yep. implications of the retirement yep. side, but yep. um, if it's just a, a two-party transaction where it's essentially cash, yep. you know, depending on what state you're in, you're going to have to have a, an attorney present if it's an attorney state or escrow yep. company yep. Uh, facilitate it. You're going to want to get title insurance to make yep. sure that you are, are acquiring a property with clear title. Yep. You don't even really need a real estate agent. That's just yep. an extra. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the appraisal issue is, is one that becomes interesting when you, in an all cash transaction, it really depends on if it's more of a buyer's market or a seller's market. Yep. Right now, obviously most buyers are waiving appraisers, yep. appraisals because uh, sellers don't want them. So, so yeah, I think uh, something could be worked out between those two parties to just facilitate that transaction. The biggest hurdle would be the seller. Because, so say I wanted to deliver pesos. Yeah, you'd have a hard time. Yeah, but like, so it'd be probably harder to find another person that would accept the pesos. Right. But again, in both situations, like if it's a private contract between those two people, oh. deliver, I can deliver the payment and what, if they agree to the terms, yeah. I can, there's nothing to stop me from delivering the payment how I want. No. Well, then I, let's talk about that, of how the big dollar transactions, then we start to get more and more like happening. 
Right. Well, and you start seeing sort of the, the chess match that's playing out. Yes. Where Janet Yellen says, I'm going to tax unrealized gains yep. because they're yep. trying to be three steps ahead of us yep. and realizing, oh, you actually don't have to spend your Bitcoin. You can use a yep. Roth or you can use a Bitcoin-backed loan yep. and you're not technically spending it. So you're not, it's not creating a taxable event. Uh-oh, yep. we got to tax that still because we're yep. losing all this revenue. Yeah. And so I, I think that um, it's it, that's that's going to be the battle line, right? Yep. Like and the battle yep. lines are being drawn. It, hard pivot. Let's talk about the social air and let's talk about meetups and let's talk about the state of kind of Bitcoiners, you know, knowing each other. Yeah, we need to know each other. And um, I think like joining a local meetup is probably the most important thing Bitcoiners can do. What's happening in the world right now is you know, I'm, I'm like you, I try to stay positive. I try not to get too into the weeds of like the doomsday and like the apocalypse stuff that's come down the pipeline. But like, you know, uh, when when uh, supply chains start breaking down and, and when like we can't get the goods that we're used to getting and we don't know sort of who like who to reach out to when we need help. Yep. Like this is where community comes in. And yep. I don't know about you, but over the last like four or five years, it's, it's been Bitcoiners for me. It's getting to know other Bitcoiners. And like, like, like when I moved, like yep. who did I reach yep. out to? Yep. I, I called my Bitcoin friend. Like, no, I love this. So George, so George used to come to the Orange County meetup. We'd hang out every single Thursday, every single Thursday. Hit uh, George and Bitcoin Ez was a big part of why OC Bitcoin Network was able to meet every single Thursday for all of 2020. And then when him and his family uh, just made their transition over here to Arizona, he there immediately was already infrastructure. There's mm -hmm. already infrastructure and a meetup here. And now George is able to like help add to that infrastructure here. And that, that fires me up. Yeah, check this out. So, okay, so I was born in Cairo, Egypt to a Coptic Orthodox Christian home, right? It's like 10% of the population is Coptic Christian, 90% is Muslim. When my family immigrated to America when I was four years old, where we ended up landing was the place that was closest to a Coptic community, right? And so that immediately, like we, it was like turnkey. We plugged in. We like, it's like we're a family, right? Yep. And that's what, that's what it feels like moving to Arizona yep. with my Bitcoin community. I know yep. it sounds weird, like, but that's yep. the analogy I draw. It's like, oh, that feels like when I, you know, back then. So the Coptic community and how it like works. What, did you end up doing business with oh, other yeah. people in the Coptic community? Everything. Did you this is who you reach out to when you need a job, when you need a place to live. Mm -hmm. Even like 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 uh, romantic relationships get introduced like through here like this is these are your people, and so of course like that was the first thing I did when I moved to Arizona was look up the local meetup and yep. start plugging in and start getting to know people right yep. like I've only been out in a few weeks but already it's like dude I got my haircut the other day and yes. I got the connection through a Bitcoin friend of mine yes. and I paid him Bitcoin at the end yes. of the so like yes. that's the that's the life I'm trying to cultivate is where it's in real life Bitcoin it's it's the enfleshment of Bitcoin it's yes. it's not it's taking it offline. And, and meeting in real life. That's where we're going to leave it. Like you move to a new city, you meet the Bitcoiners, you pay for your haircut in Bitcoin. That's where we're leaving <laughs> it because that is the circular economy. Tonight, we're buying pizza from a place called Classic Crust. They run open. They take Bitcoin. Hey, do you want to get paid in dollars? Do you want to get paid in Bitcoin? Hey, I want to get paid in Bitcoin. Oh, okay. The circular economy is here today. Like Bitcoin is here today. Facts. That's it. Mic drop. Hey all, this is Brian. You can reach me on Twitter at Brain Harrington. Shoot me a DM with any feedback from today's episode. This has been a Choice App production. Bitcoin is becoming centric to personal finance, and we want to help you learn how to better engage with Bitcoin financial services. None of this is financial advice and is for education and entertainment only.